and welcome to another edition of the Scout Team Podcast. I'm Emery Hunter-Zar of The Playbook. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at FBall Game Plan. Be sure to follow me on iTunes or subscribe to Football Game Plan Podcast on iTunes and leave us a five-star rating. And also subscribe to the Football Game Plan Network located at youtube.com slash football game plan. And keeping with our 2019 NFL Draft prospect interviews today, we're joined by Brad Mays, quarterback, formerly of the Lehigh Mountain Hawks. Brad, how you doing? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm doing fine, man. I always appreciate you taking time and, and talking some shot with me. And it's funny because you came on the radar from another football game plan analyst, Gene Clemens. And, you know, we cover a lot of FCS football. And Gene was like, hey, man, they got this kid coming from Tampa. He's going up to Lehigh. He's going to be a dog. You, you want to keep an eye on him. And I'm like, okay. So he told me it was you. And, you know, I started to keep close tabs on you. And I'm like, man, this guy came from Tampa to Lehigh. Can you explain to me how that process even came about? Because that's a long way away. Yeah, no, it, it's it's definitely a long way away from home. Um, but I think the, the big thing for me and my parents coming out of high school was academics. Um, and I think, as you, as you know, I think Lehigh is a, a strong academic school. Um, and I think that was, you know, towards the top of my list and, you know, when trying to pick out schools. So uh, that's no knock to any of the other schools that I had offers from. But I think just Lehigh stood out so superior to the rest of them. Uh, when it came to academics, I think, um, you know, that's what that's what sent me up north. And what's interesting is that when you got there, you, you had to earn your keep. You played behind a veteran and you saw some time uh, during the seasons be, because a veteran got hurt. And Shevnitsky was a really good player in his own right. And then you took over the reins and, and you had a, a really good season, followed up with another really good season. So you were a veteran. You took over a veteran team and you guys put up some ridiculous numbers. Now you go from that to what just happened your senior season. You took over basically a young team, new offensive line. New weapons hit wide receivers, still the same running back and down brag alone. How did that go for you as far as like going from, okay, man, this college football thing is going to be easy to now having to deal with the adversity of being the leader uh, amongst a team full of young guys? Um, it was, it was definitely tough. Um, you know, at first, um, you know, cause just in years past, I was able to, um, I guess kind of get away with some things, um, you know, mechanical or ball placement, just cause I knew the guys on the outside. Um, you know, we're going to make that catch for me. Um, but I felt like, I felt like this year it was, it was kind of a teaching point for me. Um, cause you know, I never had to, like you said, I never had to deal with adversity. Uh, you know, since I've been here, I was always, every time I came in, it felt like, you know, we were getting a win or we were, you know, successful on offense. So, you know, after three years of having, you know, one of the top 10 offenses in the country or whatever it was, it was definitely a road bump. Uh, but it was definitely a teaching moment for me as well as, um, you know, as well as anything. Well, what was the biggest thing you had to learn this season? Because I was on that broadcast for the, the Georgetown game. And, and just to watch you guys battle back in that one, you know, with the young teams. So I, I came really impressed with how you handled yourself in that game. You know, you guys ended up losing in double overtime. But what was the biggest thing you learned about yourself, about your game, about football in general from this past season? Um. You know, I think in, you know, over my decades of years of playing, you know, sports just in general, football, baseball, basketball, I think, um, you know, when I was on teams, you know, that weren't, um, you know, succeeding in the way I thought uh, we should be succeeding, um, you know, I would normally try and take matters into my own hands because, um, you know, that's just the confidence I have in my game. So I think, 
you know, at times this year I would try and press and do too much. And, you know, that ended up putting, you know, our defense in bad situations. Um, so I think I just had to learn, you know, just to control what I can control, um, you know, get the balls to the playmakers and uh, on, on the outside and, you know, let them do all the work. You know, I don't have to, I don't have to go out and go, you know, 45 of 45 for 500 yards and six touchdowns to win a game. Um, but I think, you know, early this season, I felt like I needed to do that, um, which is kind of, you know, why we kind of started out, you know, relatively slow, um, you know, and compared to years past. What's interesting is that, you know, a lot of people don't understand how your season this year is kind of like a, a microcosm of, of life in, in general, where, you know, you don't want to do too much. You want to be able to delegate some responsibilities and allow others to do their job. And therefore, you work together as a team to accomplish a, a common goal. Do you feel as though by the end of the season this year, it, it kind of got back to what it was what it was during your, your first three years at Lehigh? Um, you know, definitely. I felt, um, you know, I felt, you know, myself and, you know, our offensive coordinator and, you know, a couple of the, the you know, Dom included, you know, the guys that really were controlling, you know, our offense, you know, we kind of st- took a step back and, excuse me, we kind of took a step back and, 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 you know, just focused on, you know, what we were good at individually and stopped trying to press and, and do too much. So I felt, you know, as if we kind of all, you know, the three of us came into, you know, came into, you know, ourselves and, and we kind of saw flashes of, you know, ourselves from last year. And, um, you know, you can't, you can't do anything about, you know, three all-time Patriot League, you know, offensive linemen leaving, you know, the best receiver in Patriot League history leaving. You can't do anything about that. And I think once we got over that, um, you, you kind of saw, started to see our offense, you know, kind of pick back up where, where we left off from last year. And I feel like you're still being underrated as you go through this process because people tend to look at the numbers and they say, well, the numbers dropped off. But at the end of the day, you are still the same player you was when you stepped foot on campus. And and that's how it kind of carried your story into the College Gridiron Showcase earlier in the month of January where you're down there competing against some of the best players across the country. What was your experience there like and and what did you want to come in there and, and show to the scouts that were in attendance? Um, you know, I, I wanted to prove that, you know, I could make every throw and that, um, you know, for four years at, you know, at Lehigh, I was, I didn't take a single, you know, snap under center, uh, even, even victory snaps were, were from shotgun. So I wanted to be able to prove that, you know, I could go under center and I could make all the throws and that, you know, just because the talent, you know, for some reason, people believe at the FCS level is, is not as as good as, you know, some of even these, you know, lower tier FBS schools, um, you know, they don't think it's, you know, as talented. And, you know, I, I still beg to differ that it's that that's otherwise. Um, and I think I just wanted to be able to compete with some, you know, big name schools and, and show that I was able to, you know, to make all the throws. And, and, and like I said, go under center and, and you know, take snaps and take drops and, and read defenses like that. It's interesting because, you know, I cover a lot of the NFL as well, and I always make a joke about it because after each quarter they, they hand out up in the press box the, the, the drive sheet or the drive yeah. sh- summary. And I want to say like 85% of that, shotgun, 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 shotgun. So it, I feel like people make a big deal out of playing under center as if you guys don't have CQ before practice and you get used to doing that anyway. Yeah. Um, when, when you're out there at the CGS, uh, all-star game and you're finding yourself competing amongst guys that you've probably seen uh, whether it be in highlights or or 
maybe you guys compete against some other people out there. Did you feel as though your experience kind of helped you accomplish the goal you wanted to set going in? And were you able to talk to some scouts while you were down there? Um, you know, I think coming from my past, you know, coming from uh, Tampa, um, you know, I've played against some guys that have that are now playing in the NFL that are now, you know, that, that went to those big time D1 schools. And, you know, I was just up there with the rest of them in high school. So I felt, um, you know, I felt as if that was my time to finally prove that I belong and that, you know, I got not not in a way overlooked, but, you know, kind of in that sense overlooked. And um, I, I just wanted to be able to prove that, you know, I was able to hang with those with those big guys. Um, you know, while I was down there, I talked to uh, I talked to the Rams um, and I talked to um, the Jets. Interesting, because, you know, when you look at both teams, they're, they're still, yes, they brought in young guys, but they're also still looking to, to update uh, their roster. And it's good that you're getting that exposure. I'm pretty sure you have multiple scouts going through uh, Lehigh's campus as well. But when you look at your game and playing a position and everyone feels as though they are a quarterback guru or everyone has an opinion on, on quarterbacks and, and what they're doing wrong or what they should be doing, but I want to ask the quarterback himself. What's the biggest misconception you've you've heard about the, the the position and how it's being played that you want to just kill it right now? Um, that's a good question. I think um, that's a good question. I'll tell you from my perspective, from yeah. a running back's perspective, they they always tend to say, "Oh, you have running backs have to be a good blocker." Listen, yes, blocking is important. Yeah. However, it's <laughs> running back first. I have to be able to run. Right. I have to have all of the prerequisite skills to, to be effective. Yes, you have to block because guys like yourself have to get protected to throw the football down the field. I get it. However, I'm not going to get drafted in the first round because of my blocking ability. I'm going to get drafted in the first round because of my ability to tote the rock. So I, I hate when I see people talk about the running back position or he has to be able to block. Like, yeah, you could, yeah, that's that's true, but I don't I don't want to draft Bo Jackson because of his blocking ability. So right. I know quarterbacks constantly get drilled all the time on Twitter because of what they're not doing or what they're supposed to be doing. But what's one of the biggest myths about that position? I think, you know, for me and just personally, this, you know, this happened to me, I think there's a common misconception behind, you know, quarterbacks need to be a certain height. Um, and I'm not just saying that because I'm, you know, six foot, six foot one. Um, I, I think like, you know, at this position, if you have a football IQ and you're able to make all the throws, the height shouldn't really, you know, play in, in, you know, into that um, when it comes to scouting and when it comes to, you know, picking their guys from, from college. Like, you see guys like Drew Brees excelling, Russell Wilson excelling, Baker Mayfield excelling that, you know, aren't the biggest, the tallest quarterbacks. Um, but they're able to make plays and they're able to, you know, be athletic and, um, you know, still be able to make all the throws. So I think, I think that's one of the things that, you know, ever even since high school, because, you know, that's kind of what I got um, – downplayed on in high school was you know I was never tall enough to to play at those big schools so I think um I think height might be might be the one for me you could if, if you followed me long enough you could see on my I, I would probably etch this on my tombstone size is not a skill because if, especially at your position because if you're doing it then you can do it and I always found that interesting that you know throughout college or throughout high school throughout college the, the you're always going to be the shortest guy in comparison to your offensive line. 
and yet you're finding ways to be successful. So I never understood why that was a case for a quarterback. And when you look at your your game and just a quick scouting report on what you bring to the table, one thing that stood out to me initially was how tough you were. And that's how I judge a quarterback as far as how he's able to handle pressure. Can he stand there and take a shot knowing that the blitz is coming because he's going to deliver a football? And I remember vividly in that Georgetown game, it was uh, they had a blitz coming and you hit uh, Portoriel on a nice little slant and he took it the distance. That right there shows you a lot because the NFL is all about pressure. It's going to come faster. It's going to come constant. And you have to be able to, to stand in there and make that throw. Now, that's one strength. But what are the strengths of your game that you want to tell out to inform people about that may not be familiar with what you bring to the table? Um, I think just my – I think, you know, I say this often. I think my football IQ is kind of what separates me, um, you know, from other quarterbacks. I think my ability to, you know, understand an offense and understand concepts and understand what a defense is trying to do to stop the offense um, – I think that's kind of what separates me from, you know, other quarterbacks. Um, I would also say, um, you know, obviously, you know, I, I, after watching, you know, myself on tape and, you know, critiquing myself, um, you know, there are times where um, I do get too far. Like I said earlier, you know, I try and do too much, but I think at the same time, my ability to extend plays and, you know, just be athletic and, you know, break a tackle and, you know, throw sidearm, um, you know, because of because of my baseball pass, you know, be able to make throws on the run like that. Um, I would also say is you know kind of another strength of mine. Do you feel like your height gives you an advantage in, in being able to do that? Because I can't see a guy that's like six five being able to do the things that you've done out there on a football field from throwing the ankles perspective. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say my height. I would just say you know the you know just my baseball background. I've I've played from when I was five until I was, you know, a senior in high school. Um, so I've always, you know, kind of used my, you know, sometimes my throws would, you know, cross into one of one, one sport or the other. Like I would go out to football practice and, you know, I'd be throwing the ball like a baseball or I'd go out to baseball and I'd be throwing the baseball like a football. Um, but I don't know. I just felt as if that was, you know, my baseball background has always helped me be able to shape throws around guys and, and you know, make some kind of awkward throws sometimes. It's all. I think throughout the throughout the the, uh, the podcast we've been talking about, you know, I guess where you're being underrated. But outside of your your height and your football IQ, where else do you feel as though people are sleeping on your game? Um, I would probably say um, this this was kind of a big thing, uh, you know, kind of for me was, um, you know, I'm very passionate about the game, um, and I I think sometimes. Um, you know, people view that differently, you know, especially when you're watching on TV or, you know, you're watching from the stands, you can see, um, you know, for example, you can see Tom Brady, you know, absolutely reaming out somebody on his sideline. And that's not just because, you know, he's has a negative attitude or he's a, or he has a negative, um, you know, outlook on the situation. He just thinks that that player needs to be, um, you know, kind of, um, you know, let, let a spark under, you know, let a spark under his ass. And I think that um, moving forward, I think that was kind of, you know, my, um, my strength kind of this year was, you know, being able to be passionate about the game and, and, you know, kind of move guys in the right direction and, you know, kind of be that leader, that outspoken guy, uh, you know, for our football team. 
And you had to be. Again, you was the, the elder statesman, and you did a good job of making sure that team didn't fall apart because they were competitive in each and every game. We talk about passion, but what is it about the game itself that you love the most? Um, I think it's just competing. I think, um, you know, in kind of everything I do, I'm, I'm competing, you know, whether it's video games or, you know, even just working out in the weight room or, you know, even just messing around outside, throwing the ball around with, you know, even just my brother. Um, you know, just creating competitive environments and everything that I do is kind of what's brought out that passion in me because, you know, I, I hate losing more than I like winning. Um, you know, I've said that for, I've said that for a long time. Um, so I think just, you know, the, the competitive nature in me, um, you know, kind of often, you know, there's, cause there's not really a, a, another sport out there like football where you can be as competitive as you can be. Um, and I think, you know, I think, being competitive and, and having that passion behind the football game is is kind of what's led me to this point today. Well, you talked about a guy that has thrown for over 8,000 yards, 61 touchdowns in his career, over 60% completion percentage. And, Brett, you, I've watched your career each and every season. I've watched you get better as a, as a quarterback, as a leader. And I definitely, truly believe you have a home at the next level. And we wish you the best luck moving forward, man. Thank you for taking time. All right, thank you. I appreciate it.